Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Before we get started on today's episode, we want to shout out the Real Comedians of Social Media and Love Our Tour sponsor, African Pride. African Pride, who have been great partners they really have in business and i mean great so uh thank you so much for partnering with us african pride on the tour what you can look forward to see as attendees of the com- of the conference uh, well let me speak those things that are not Come as on in they there. yes he uh, is he's a mighty but god as you can uh what you can expect to see as attendees of the tour are giveaway bags um the love hour we play a game and we'll have a little um giveaway full size they sent me full 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 size jars um that will be given away during the love hour we're going to be doing uh, giveaways on the podcast as well i will be announcing uh the rules for that here shortly um so yeah Thank you so much. Shout out to African Pride. Thank you so much for sponsoring um, the tour this year. Amen. All right. Let's get into the episode. Amen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I am joined as always by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And he is exhausted. So before y'all start lighting him up in the comments, he going to be yawning. Thank y'all. Thank you for the protecting whole, me. The whole episode because he is exhausted. He's been working out and he just came back from the road yesterday. Walking. I'm all out of sorts. We usually shoot the Love Hour first. Yeah. It's a me- more mellow podcast. Yes. And Doughboy turns me up for Ratchets and Ratchet. You went to the dentist. I'm all out of sorts. Yeah, we did. I got a clean bill of dental health today, too. Oh, I did was you? Super, Why didn't you get no gold after. grill? I should have. You could come and love out like this. Also, our original, um, uh, what's the person called that cleans your tip? Thank you. The hygienist. She quit. What she quit for? She got married and her husband, now husband, um, is going to be a dentist. And she was like, I don't have to work, so I'm not going to. So Shout out to her. I'm out. So um, I'm really sad. I know I do too, because I love my dentist and I love my hygienist. I was like super sad that she wasn't there. Um, so anyway, when you, but she ain't gonna work for her husband, the dentist, but she worked for another man that was a dentist. Wow. Well, she was engaged before. Wow. Wow. She made the right move because y'all be acting a donkey. And before I say I do, let's keep everything separate. Hmm. Okay. Uh, today's. Um, so we have actually a submitted this or that question. Really? Yes. So I wanted to do it. Okay. Okay. So this I have was, a this or that too. Do you? We can yeah. do both. Okay. Can I do mine first? Okay. Go. Okay. Would you rather be, um, Stephen Curry with all his social media or Aisha Curry and one of the attention of me? <laughs> I literally can't. <laughs> Let me tell you what, Melissa Fredericks, if you went so ever. To be like, I don't get another attention from men. I don't think that that, I don't think I would ever utter those words aloud, but I think I, I think without fully talking to Aisha and I've seen no, 
I think you showed me. I show you a little a, clippy clip. Yeah, I think you've showed me a portion of one clip, and that's it. And I don't really follow Steph or Aisha that much in detail to even get a glimpse into this is what I think she means. But just on my personal, um, what I think she means, I think I get it. Yeah. Um, we talk about it at length on on Righteous and Ratchet. I think what what and this is it was I was being silly, but I think what it was is. She said she led with it's an insecurity. Yes. And she did what people don't often do on social media. Tell, tell the truth about how right. you feel and how our feelings. I said this on Ratchet and Ratchet. I just want to tell you our feelings are often irrational without logic. Absolutely. But that is still how you feel. I Absolutely. can see you being like, man, what? I don't, Absolutely. I don't even get like, am I, I cool? Like 100% agree that. Um, and that's why it's important to acknowledge your feelings, but not be led by them because they often are irrational and they yes. don't make sense and they can lead you astray. However, to have this insecurity and to, I feel like she's probably just questioning, is he so much the prize? What do I have to offer? What am I here? Like, yeah. what, who am I? Yeah. And I, understand that if you are always associated as Miss Steph Curry, you can lose your value. You can lose your identity all up in who he is. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, I get that. And I think when you are. But let you tell some men. Because it, it all goes to be saying, seen as a hootie who call for the men yeah, to be like, oh, but girl, you she fine. very clearly said. She said, I don't want it. I don't want the attention. And I and I think that's what people. I think people think of what she's saying as like a thirst trap like she's looking for yeah. this attention and i actually think it's the exact opposite she probably just needs to either like some self-assurance and maybe some reassurance from her husband people don't all often work through their feelings on social media right that's a some we talked about this on like what was too. the context of the conversation I, and that's the other thing i didn't i haven't seen the full episode mm-hmm. so what happens is you get a 57 second clip exactly. you didn't hear the 10 minutes before mm-hmm. and the 10 minutes after and it was women right it was all women yeah so so they, and they were talking about being married to nba players mm-hmm. so there's a lot of context that comes with longer conversations absolutely but the internet we pull in on the and and i and i if you don't see her point i i, I get it too yeah you i know? do too because if you said that i would be sure 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 i wouldn't be trying to hear none of that i'm only can say this because it ain't you <laughs> if it was you i'd be like oh so you just oh so but, what they said but what oh, i believe so what it nah stop it what <laughs> i believe is her underlying sentiment i have said and i think what's hard for no 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 i'm talking about you saying outright what she said i haven't said yeah. but what i'm saying at the root of what she's saying i the have base, expressed the base of the feeling is sometimes because he casts such a large shadow i wonder how much I matter to right. people. And, and that has probably has nothing to do with Steph. No, and that's what I was going to say. The other thing is that majority of the world is aren't married to a basketball player that is Steph Curry. It's an unusual the, situation. The majority of the world isn't married to a Kevon State. You yeah, know what I mean? It's just it's, tall, it, handsome. Right. All of the fast, things. Fast, can dunk a basketball. Not faster than me, though. Seven asterisk. Um, not but, faster than you. Asterisk. True. Um, but what I was going to say is that so it may be hard to conceptualize what she's saying if you aren't married to someone who is such a huge personality. That's funny. And you know what? Doughboy said something that I think actually makes more sense now. I felt like my phone was talking just yeah, then. Okay. Doughboy said she, she wouldn't be saying that if, if Steph Curry worked at Sears. Right. And if Steph Curry worked at Sears, he wouldn't have the social media presence. People would, you, The feelings wouldn't be the same. Exactly. Her feelings are the way they are because her situation is the way Absolutely. it is. And that's why context matters that's why nuance matters and to pull out a clip and to say whatever without that context is actually a disservice to what she's truly the message she's truly trying to get across right 
But just if you say All right, like we that, get it. It's <laughs> going to be a problem. Also, you guys suggesting this or that. I like this. I do because too. Because sometimes I feel like I don't have good ones. The more y'all help with the podcast, the easier it is to do. What y'all want to talk about, this or that suggestions. It's a communal experience. Absolutely. I concur. So the submitted this or that is from at Charles Berkeley. I don't know if it's a play on Charles Barkley. I have no idea. But this was his uh, submitted question. Would you rather never have to sit in traffic ever again in life? That means no matter where you drive or the time. Or would you rather deal with traffic but get paid $1 for every minute you spend in, you spend in your car driving for the rest of your life? Wow. Yeah, I thought that was really good, right? My initial reaction is to get paid. But I've already spent so much of my life in traffic. I wish this was an option before when I had to, <laughs> I had to go to ADD and spend an hour and a half in traffic each way. Get paid in tr- one, one dollar for every minute you spend in your car driving for the rest or of your never, life. Ever be or in traffic never again. be in traffic again. No matter where you are, time of York? day, doesn't matter. I'd get paid. You guys would get paid? Be- yeah, because I'm almost used to traffic now. I factored it in. At least I'm getting paid for it. Um... And the cities that we've been to that, <laughs> that don't have traffic, I was thinking about Jay. Oh, yeah. Um, but then again, imagine living in LA without traffic. I you think could I'm going to take no traffic. Man, let me just say something. I can make something. a dollar. On Jewish holidays in LA, you can really get to places in 20. You yeah. realize that the city is not huge. No, it's not. At least the part where we live in. Right. It's just you're in traffic so much. Right. Man, that's a good one, Charles Berkeley. I I think that the one commodity in life you can never get back is time. Mm. And I would rather use my time doing what I want to do instead of being forced to sit in traffic because I literally there's no like there's no other way to get to where I'm going. Mm. So I'm I, I'm you're taking the, I'm reclaiming taking my the time. time. <laughs> I think I take the money. I'm outvoted though. Cuz I don't really drive as much as I used to now that I don't go to uh work every day. So I'm usually, I'm not in traffic nearly as much. And just to be like, man, here's, I was in traffic 30 minutes. Here go 30 bucks. I'll be like, dang, that's. Be an Uber driver then. No, no, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> it's the same ish. It's not really the same, but it's the same ish. Oh, you're saying same ish. Yeah. Like oh, you're saying ish like. No, I mean like it's kind of the same. Got it. Like black ish. Your time like- is valuable. And also if you have more time, you could potentially do something that makes more money. Precisely. I could do more comedy shows if I had more time to worry about traffic. Or you could just not be in traffic. And there's so many times you factor in traffic, then you don't even get it. You it's left so early and then you're <sighs> Give me the money though. And I you got final student answer? loans. I got student loans. Man, for real, for real. <laughs> I get it. People always like Kevin Melissa Rich. How can I be rich and have student loans? They Name one rich person who's they don't for real rich and it has student loans. They do not coexist. And I don't, I can't pay it off right now, but it must <laughs> pay it off. So I ain't rich. The moment my student loans paid off, my kids going to college. For real. In real life, that's how it's got to work out. Hopefully they can just work for the company or or do their own thing. Okay, so we're going to move into today's topic. Today's topic. And I want to start off by saying I'm calling it a companion or sister episode to last week's episode. Companion piece. A companion piece. A part two, but not really. Um, You hate the word part two. I don't know why. I do. I feel like I try to get as much meat off the bone in one episode as possible. So part twos are never... They're never as fulfilling. But when you eat wings, you leave all the meat on there. So why don't you treat this podcast like you treat them wings? At least I mean, I know that's that's why I get to the gristle because I go all the way to the meat. Yeah, you see the wings she eats. 
It'd be, all, out, it'd be a whole wing on there. It looks like a chicken ate the chicken wing. It's all it looks like a chicken ate the chicken wing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so are you want? Do you just want to call this a new episode? I want to call it I a, mean, new new epi- title? a new title. Yeah, it is going to be a new title. But it's a companion piece. But it is. I think it is a companion piece. Because last week we talked about um, a man who potentially or not potentially he could actually have a we can go there first. So a man who or a woman wrote in and was talking about her husband who of 20 years, I think, and he hadn't gone down on her. Mm-mm. He only took the subway uptown. He never went downtown. I was trying to figure out. The and most, the party's the, downtown. Where the party at? Downtown. I was like, that's not a song. Yeah. Where the party at? The Bacardi at? No, I know that. It's not yeah. where the party at downtown. It's quiet downtown. There you go. Come on, man. Making my way. Making my way downtown. And I'm homebound. Okay. And um, I'm cooch bound. <laughs> Leave it. That's how you eat it too. Stop! <laughs> and I need you. And I'll lick you. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, a couple things I wanted to just briefly say about that episode. Number one, um, sexologist Jemira commented. Oh, yes. yes. I'm glad you remember this. Yes. This was so good. It was so good. So sexologist. So in the email, she said that um, her husband said he's waiting for the right time or the right moment. And it's been 20 years. And it's been 20 years. And he never. He has. You don't even know how many licks it takes to get the tootsie, the tootsie pop. No, he Not does. one, two. Okay, stop. Three. Okay, you're done. He don't know. He stop don't. it. Okay. Um. So <laughs> one of the things that sexologist Jemira suggested is this is the question what does the um, perfect time or what does yeah the perfect time look like f- to make this scenario happen? Yes. And I thought that was such a That's simplistic a but such a great question. Because now you're forcing someone who has the idea of something. A theoretical. A theory. And actually this extends beyond sex. Absolutely. I think that's a good question Absolutely. for any time somebody says and that might not even be in a marriage relationship. Sure. People, that's just a good question. But in the theory of sex, like, because now you're forcing your partner to say, okay, now what is it? Is right. it we're because, on vacation? Is it you just took a shower? Right. You just got waxed or you never get waxed. And I, <laughs> I, I'm in there. I'm in the jungle. In the jungle. The mighty jungle. Oh, this going to be heavy song. But I'm, you know what I mean? But now, because what I think sometimes people say, like her husband, they say that and they really are never really thinking practically of, of when that'll be. Exactly. It's just something you say. To, to, you know, to kind of like pass the, it off. Yeah, kick the to, bucket To down. push this conversation. Um, and you're not thinking critically. And when your spouse asks you, well, what does a good time look like that for? Cause you could say, I want to save money. Okay. But, but, but now's not a good time. Right. Okay. So what does a good time right. look like? What does it look like? I think that that is, it, it opens up a doorway to, for, um, the lower desire or whoever the person is in, in the scenario. The non liquor. The non liquor. For the licky. To really think about what, because otherwise you're either saying this is the perfect scenario. We've never done it. Let, let's go about creating that. Mm -hmm. Or there really isn't a perfect scenario. And I don't want to do this. Can you imagine? Well, I don't want to do this. But the thing is, I don't want to do you. But listen, that truth comes with a lot more acceptance than the hope for. 
for the other spouse, yeah. for the other partner, who is, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm hoping it's going to happen. He Keep says he's alive, into <laughs> Right. But now we're 20 years in and I'm yeah. still holding on and we've never come across this scenario. So now you present to me the perfect scenario and I will go about recreating yeah. this to make you comfortable so we can get this thing going. Come. Correct. I want to say one thing. Okay. Can you then transition us? Yeah. I don't know the first one though. Uh, Third left. Okay. One thing that I thought was really funny in the comments about this topic. Uh So many other women are be like, ain't no marriage. Ain't no marriage. You ain't doing this. Uh, We ain't even married. We don't even talk anymore. Wait, no. Uh, uh, counsel me. (laughs) Counseling. This must be fixed right now. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of different ranges of sex in marriage. Mm-hmm. And with third love, there's a lot of different ranges of bra Come sizes. On, third love. I didn't know where you was going. Is an amazing bra company. And I just want to say this and I'll let you speak more to it because you wear bras. I take them off. Third love has 78. 78 sizes, sizes. including half sizes. Including half sizes and all the way up to I. Yes, from double A to I. You guys, and I forgot to do my giveaway. So let's create, um, a situation for the giveaway. I want to do a giveaway and you have to, I don't know, what's something we could say like on the YouTube? Cause I think I want to make it YouTube specific giveaway. A uh, comment you can say? Yeah. Uh, just type the number 78. Good one. Type the number 78 in the comments. That means you know what we're talking about. We'll have Serena pick one of those out and we'll give you a You brow. got it, Serena? Okay. Uh, we'll get your size. It's on and Melissa's YouTube page because yes. the comments are off on mine. Yes. So, so go watch to this on Melissa's on YouTube page. Miss Kevin Stage's YouTube page. Comment the number 78 and we will pick a winner and send you out a bra because I believe everyone should try this bra. It's absolutely amazing. So let me tell you about it. I, You guys already know my experience. I am in the process of overhauling all of my undergarments to be um third love i'm i've almost successfully done this um i have so they have let me tell you all about it they have the 78 sizes they have half sizes they go from double a all the way up to i all you have to do is go to their website you take a fit finder quiz they tell to ask you about like the shape of your size the cup like what you normally wear and all these different kind of questions it's not very long it's like 60 seconds um and then at the end of it they suggest just a um, bra size. They Obviously, you can pick the bra size that you normally wear. And then they suggest a sister size as well. And then they'll send both of those out to you and you get to decide which one is more comfortable. Oh, yeah, it's actually really nice. So the funny thing is, when I first did it, I chose the size that I want that was best. And then I realized I was wrong. And so recently, I went with their suggested size and I like it better. So they be knowing. They be knowing more Do than you I take your doing. bra off quickly when you get home because it's uncomfortable? Have you found yourself keeping third love bras on more? I don't take them off as aggressively. Oh boy, them years you stupid and I hate this job. Because they start, <clears throat> they just get uncomfortable and it's bra? just like a lot. It's just a lot. It's yeah. just a lot. It's just extra layers of clothing that's unnecessary. Um, they have a hundred percent fit. Free the nipple. Yes, a hundred percent fit guarantee. Every customer has sixty days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it and third level wash it and donate it to a woman in need. That's so fantastic, isn't it? 
Like they're so freaking great. And the bras are like really amazing. Good bra. Good um, clean. Yes. I usually or the only ones that I've tried so far are the um cotton t shirt bra, I think is what it's called. That's my favorite. That's the one that I use all the time. So third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners fifteen percent off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash love hour now to find your perfect fitting bra and get fifteen percent off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash love hour for 15% love hour. today today all right so uh we talked about what shamira said yes okay. which i think you should write that down in your marital book i yes what I think does the perfect day look like what if anything, that's kind of like our quarterly bonus thing it is because i think for you it was okay i want to try something new i need to be out of my house so this is a good segue okay to the topic keep going well, for you, you're like, I need it out of my house for vacation. Just the boys being there doing something like that, even though the boys don't come in our room ever unless the Wi-Fi is off. Um, <laughs> I just want to pause and tell a funny story. We always talk about how kids, as they age, they don't come out of the room ever, mm-hmm. right? And we joke about the Wi-Fi being off the reason because our, our kids literally don't even talk to us if the Wi-Fi works. We were visiting my brother in Chicago. His daughter's 17 years old and she's at prime. I don't come out of my room age. We visit her, come all the way to Chicago, go give her a hug. We don't see this girl for hours. There's an explosion in his neighborhood. The house shook. There's a big fire. And it explosion. wasn't like earthquake shake. It was like, it was like a bomb. Four people, died. people died. Like the Four whole house died. shook. The glass shook. Finally, this girl comes out of the room like, did y'all hear that? Girl, did we hear this huge explosion? It was so That's scary. how bad teenagers are. Only an explosion brought this girl out of her room. It was super scary. Yeah, it was. Melissa was Russian. Everything with Melissa is the doggone Russians, boy. I'm such a conspiracy she theorist. She is the Russians. The Russians this, I the was, Russians that. The, I'm <laughs> telling you, I was thoroughly convinced. I like... My initial thought was earthquake. And then you're like, hold on, we're in Chicago. They don't have earthquakes. <laughs> earthquake that was actually Russians. quite strong to just be an earthquake. Oh my God, we're under attack. You would it's not have made Russians. it during the cold out, the cold listen, war when it really was about to be the Russians. Listen, the Russians have moved on to Twitter hacking and Facebooking. They have. They're, they're, they're bidding us in a more susceptible way. Yes, you're right. You don't even know you're in a battle. This is facts, Kev. That's yeah. so scary. You just scared me a little bit more. Oh God. Okay. I can never. I was. can never go out of town. <laughs> You're rushing them a shot my light in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that go was ahead. A good callback. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> so one. So what? How I was going to segue is that um, you were talking about that context for me. So yeah. how to make this the most comfortable to allow these sexual fantasies to come? What? I just thought of something. What? Go. The nudes conversation. Yes. You said something you're open to. You haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. I can use Shamira's question. What does a perfect time look like for you? What's That's a scenario? A and will this would work? Because this is very much important to me. Muy importante. I can say that in two languages. <laughs> so what's a scenario that we could create? That would Let me think about it. I'll get back to you. I actually have don't, some things in mind. Do you? Can, yeah, but okay, I'm not going to Don't tell, tell you. me I just don't want to do it because I'm going to be sad. No, but honestly, I think that question helps um, whoever's being asked to think about that. Think about this. To think about, is this actually something I want to do? And if I do, what scenario is, what's the scenario in which I'll do it? Yeah. And if you can't think of a scenario, then just say, then I, just I don't want to do, do it. And I think, I, honestly, I know you haven't said that. I think like you were saying about the guy or, or the wife, although the truth is hurtful sometimes, mm-hmm. at least it's, I, I just can't yes. do that. Like there's some sex things. I'm sure in every, there's something, so many things in marriage that, you just want to do and you can't. 
you know, you just are uncomfortable. I've, I've talked about this a lot. Travel, things, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And it's better. I feel like it'd be better for a partner to say that this is just something I'm not comfortable with Absolutely. at this time than to be like, yeah, maybe forever. Like if it's going to be no, just tell me no. Right. Okay. Um, so one of the things that, uh, I started, I'm going to start my book club in June, but I'm not thinking about starting it this month because I started this book today. Um, I started this book today and I literally only listened to the introduction and then like a little bit of the first chapter. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this book is already so life changing. And I got there from listening to another podcast and she mentioned some, she mentioned acceler intimacy and sex accelerators and breaks. And I was like, Ooh, I really like those terms. Like I want to learn more about it. So I started researching and it led me to this woman's book and it's called come as you are. Hold on. It's called Come As You Are, The Surprising New Science That Will Transform Your Sex Life by Emily Nagowski. And uh, yeah, like literally I am three minutes in uh, on the screenshot that I took it and I was already like, oh, no, I need to make sure that I remember this and post this Mm. on our social media because it is so good. So the concept of accelerators and um, breaks is this, that in... First of all, that sex is more than just a behavior. Mm-hmm. It is more than just the physical act. It's more than just bumping uglies. It's more than just bumping uglies. They're ugly down there. At least men's is ugly. Okay. So it's more than just PMVG. It's more than just intercourse. <laughs> That's what we should say. It's more than just say intercourse. Say PMVG. It's funnier. Okay. It is the, um, it is a psychological, biological, and the social construct that we believe that drive that behavior. That is really interesting because you don't think about that. You don't but think about, you don't think about like, obviously we think of sex as the like act, the physical act. Yes. You know, but you don't think of like Talk how you were it. raised view helps you, Absolutely. how much your parents talk to you, your religious background, your comfortability with your body, regardless of shape. You mm-hmm. can be in great shape and uncomfortable. Yep. You can be in quote unquote poor shape and, and comfortable, but all that stuff, how you feel, your health, your, you know, your stress levels, like all of that creates, <clears throat> creates like I would say your, your mindset Absolutely. for sex and your, you know, even if you say you had bad sexual relationships before you were taken advantage of, maybe you, uh, sexual assault or you, you got to sex later or you really mm-hmm. active early. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I, until you brought this up, I never thought about how many factors Absolutely. weigh into your sexual, um, framework right. and your desire. Even like when you, um, before you had kids. Your, your thoughts after you have kids, your home, home, depending on where you are. We're at, depending at, in the on where, and yes, all of those things play a role and they're going to drive your behavior. Right. And we don't think about those. So often when we see like movies and all of those things, sex is very siloed and in real life, sex is in context. Yes. I just made that up right that now. That was so good. Up top. Up top. That's so true because, you know, and it's a shame of how much we think about sex through movies. But even in life, you even when you talk about sex, birds and bees, parents, whatever, you never think about that. No. I'm 35, 36. Like you I maybe had a thought in the back of my mind, but you never think of the whole scope of, of, of what your sex life is. Absolutely. You just think of like, like, I'm going to tell you, give an example. Remember times in our marriage where I would go to have sex with you or try to have sex and you'd be like, nah, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? I Every time that happened, my thought was she doesn't want me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never even thought of like 
tired. Like right. it, this is before I realized that you, sure. you have to get your mind there. You have an exhausted day. You just can't go from men. It is literally go time. Well, and that's part of, um, the book is that she's like normalizing. What she says is that there is a variety in normal. Mm. I know. So I thought that was so just so profound because a lot of times and just going briefly back to this episode or last week's episode. And I just really quickly want to um really apologize. I'm going to say apologize. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to, I'm going to say apologize Um because I kept saying that um the norm is that women are um lower, lower desire. desire. I kept saying that and I received a, only a couple. It wasn't very many, but because I received a couple I, I recognize it might be a problem larger and mm. some people are emailers. Some people aren't. So they may not some say anything. Some people just mad at you in the, the, exactly. in the comments. And I want to be clear in saying I was talking statistically that women are um, normally the lower desire right. or typically the lower desire. However, if you are a higher desire woman, you are also normal. Yeah. You didn't mean that being higher desire is abnormal. Exactly. You're just thinking the norm in most relationships. The norm is as far the, norm. What's typical? Cause yeah. I don't want to say norm. So what's typical? And that's what I kept saying. And I don't want to, I don't want to stigmatize or isolate right. those women that are higher desire because the fact of the matter is, normal is that relative. is, you're right. Yeah. Normal is relative and that is normal. Right. There is variety in what's normal. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, and so I don't want to isolate. You know, I don't want to isolate anyone, to be honest. So I want to apologize if you're offended by that comment. That was not my my intent. So her point is that there is a lot of variety in normal. And so what strikes me as um, an accelerator, what's important to me are things that I am more sensitive to that will turn me on and things that are breaks are things that I am more sensitive to that will turn me off. And that's going to vary from person to person. But whatever it is for me does doesn't make me any less normal than you. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So then my question is, or what I wanted to talk about, because I was like, oh my God, I never really thought about what are, and I don't know if we do this at all. And I feel like it's actually um, a missed opportunity in like premarital counseling. I don't know if you could really do it if you're like a virgin, but something we should think about. Um, what are your accelerators and what are your breaks? Are you aware of what turns you on? Are you aware of what turns you off? I don't know about, are you asking me? Yeah. I have been thinking about this. Um, I, my drive to my dentist is about an hour. So I had two hours of tra- sitting, not in traffic. Imagine actually, that's just, I'd be $120. Hour. Um, Ooh, I'm t- terrible at math. I was like, you have a hundred dollars. <laughs> Wait, that's not right. <laughs> that's not a hundred minutes. Um, okay. Bye. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to go to school no more. Cause I, that math was knocking me upside down. I think most people do that though. <laughs> Uh, but in the ride on the right. So while I was researching this to begin with, probably about 30 minutes before I left my hour ride to the dentist, I actually thought about it when I was getting my teeth cleaned. And then on my way home, I was literally thinking about, do, am I aware of my accelerators? Mm-hmm. Am I aware of my brakes? I think it is. We are more aware of brakes sure. than we are accelerators. Maybe for you, it's different. It's absolutely different. But I, for me, and I don't want to say for women, I want to be very like specific to me. That's good. You can always be honest about your experience. My experience. So my experience is um, burping, gas. Those things are breaks for me. 
Ooh, house shoot. dirty. You're in trouble. Those things are, are breaks for me. Um, because they are, because again, it's biologic, it's bio, it's psychological, and then it's also social construct. Yeah. All of those things are going to drive my behavior. Mm-hmm. So physically, it would be body image. Those are things that would be a break for me. Your body image? My body image. How I see and view myself because it's negative would be a break. Oh, I see. Oh, I thought this had to be something that your partner does. No, it's twofold. It could oh, be there's some of just some breaks that are you, al- yes. you alone. It's just like, um, hold on before we go there. We should, um, do this book. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Melissa is starting to book up. Melissa is me. I am her. She is me. Um, we are she together. Um, we are going Lisa to do, Pierce. we are going to do a book club. The Miss Kev, the Miss Kev on stage, Miss Kev on stage dot com has a pop up chat with, with fierce illustrated Melissa, um, with the book of the month for, um, June. Mm-hmm. And that is every woman's battle. However, I'm going to post on the day this episode comes out the book that I'm reading this month, which is Come As You Are by um, Emily, Emily Nagowski. Nagowski yep. It is available on Audible. They are sponsors of the podcast, and I'm super, super excited. They have the an expansive list of books. Of start listening with the 30 day Audible trial, and your first audio book plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash love hour or text love hour to 500 500. Again, the book that I am reading is Come As You Are by Nagowski. Emily Nagowski. This is the front of the book. Can you do a little picture thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. You guys cannot see, but he'll do a little picture that I think this is so funny because it's like a zipper. It's a vagine, but it's a vagine. And I just, you I was going to look at it, but then I was like, is that okay? Look at another vagine. Yeah. You guys cannot see only one vagine for me. I'm a one vagine type of guy. Yes, please be. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, so one more time, you're going to go to audible.com slash love hour, uh, or text love hour to 500, 500. And that is to start your 30 day audible trial and get your first audible book, audio book plus two free audible originals for free. Everybody on board? Yes. All right. Hey, um, so this book, so yes. what are, so. Breaks. That's what I was talking about. So burping my, and gas. So when I want the draws, I should not burp in gas. No, but I've already told you that. I know, but my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. But then I just got to know that, hey, if you're going to be pooping all day, then your chances is low. Well, well, yeah. Sometimes I mean, it's you just, just wait. it's just, but it's also just a turn off. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But how do I get you back? So let me go through my list. Because I'll be you, like, man, you, you were, my you stomach going to hurt for no about one. You. I, I'm trying to accelerate. I'm trying to only accelerate. So this all is, I know we were talking about. We were talking about. Your body images in the decelerate yes. for you. So that would be a break for me. Um, uh, a dirty house would be a break for me. Um, I'm trying to think what else. And so as I was thinking about, I was like, oh my god, tell me all the things that I can do. Okay. Uh, the point is there. that it's very easy to recognize turn offs. Where I was getting like, oh my god, I've never thought about this before. Is what are turn ons? Yeah. And because I think that I have a, I am not a what does she call it? Sexually spontaneous person. I am more sexually responsive. <laughs> so what that means is you don't have um just natural like sex urges. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Let me tell you one thing that was so funny. Yeah, I don't know if I should say it. Go I'm with that go, thought. So, uh, 
So, let me help you. Um, so because of that, it's very easy to get in my home, my own head and like be worried about like other, these other breaks or these other factors and draw me out and therefore not be responsive to sexual advances. Yes. And that can be like a damper on a relationship. Yeah. So what are the accelerators? So that's the thing. As I've been thinking about this, like, freaking all morning i have not really been able to come across what are concrete um accelerators for me and I, that is such a huge problem because it because it that means i can only decelerate you true but also and you can't accelerate yourself uh, no it's not so this is what i'm thinking i want you to help me get the more okay sex. if you stop talking i can talk it what it says is that <laughs> I can tell you what not to do. I can't tell you what to do. You know what's funny about that for you? In our sexual explorations, our Lewis and Clarks, you even in that, you're like, hey, that doesn't feel good. Or don't do that. But what Breaks. feel good? Right. Just don't do that. And I what think should it, I do? I don't I, know. Don't talk to me about it. I think it. it speaks to again going back to sex is biology, psychology, and social construct. It it goes back to the purity movement, and I think that that movement impacted men and women differently. Oh yeah, men. We wasn't trying to be pure. All we was trying to do was take your purity, and that was a notch on our belt. Exactly. There was no reward for being a pure so man. So if my body is the prize because it is pure, I can't explore. What feels you good? You can't even exploit. Is that breaking the purity movement? See what you like on your own. Uh, yes, that ain't pure. It's you. What you gotta wash? Uh, no. What if you wash and you're like, oh, I kind of like that. <gasps> I'm unpure. I'm unpure. Well, it would fall under masturbation. You gotta get in there and clean that thing. Just take your time. <laughs> see what it. <laughs> see what it feels like. As you're cleaning, be like, hmm, I like that. <laughs> and this maybe it's way dirty. It doesn't have to be really. Do dirty. you have a question? <laughs> It's very dirty today. You've been in the shower an hour. I'm dirty. I'm very dirty. I just want to see why I'm dirty in this one area. Everybody in here is having a good time. <laughs> I was just cleaning and then I said, hmm, this is very much dirty. Um, I think that's really interesting because you, we talked a lot about how much your mindset plays into it. So when we were married, we were 20, you were 20, 20 years 21. old, right? You were one of the few people. Actually, I can't even say that I knew anybody else that was a virgin at that age, at the ripe old age of 20. And those years of purity uh, achieved one goal for you, then made something else very difficult for you. Mm-hmm. You're 36 next month? Hello, 35. No, I said 36 in two months. No, oh, okay. Just stay at 35, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the residuals of those thought processes haven't washed away. Oh, absolutely not. And, and you haven't needed that thought process in regards to sex Mm -mm. for almost 20 years and that's why i say that brainwashing to me is believing um a falsehood when confronted with the truth and to me that is why we've been married for how many years now 15 years 15 and six weeks 15 years i'm still dealing with that brainwashing because i now know better I have researched and read and talked and have a podcast surrounding things that are better than how I was taught, better than what I once believed. And I still have struggles overcoming them. That is brainwashing. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Do you think there's any way to undo that stuff for you? I think I am doing the work. Is there a way to speed that up for the good of the community? I am the community. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think it's really interesting. I never really thought about like I think that thought that you introduced earlier is is really kind of ringing in my head. What is about sex being a a conglomerate of everything, mm-hmm. especially how you're raised, religion, family, how you were taught. You're talking about it, lack of body image, self image, how mm-hmm. comfortable you are with yourself, and how that plays in. Uh, that's really interesting because you don't think about. You don't think about the fact that you're thinking about that all the time. Right. Or you're not even thinking about it. It's just ingrained in who you are. So it's not even a thought to cast aside. It's like part of your, you know, core genetic makeup, core programming. Your core programming. Another thing the um, book talked about, and I thought this was also so good. And I feel like I've gone through this too. And I think, again, it speaks to not knowing what turns me on for real. Like I really need to like really sit down and think about this. So she talks about when you are, she talks what she called it, um, non concurrence. I called it incongruence. Tomato semantics. Semantics. Who's that? And so what she talks about is when you are again, this is all in the intro chapter. Yeah. Okay? Fire book. This is not I have I've barely got into chapter one. I got all of this information just in the intro. And I was like, Lord have mercy. I need to pull over and write all these notes down. Mm-hmm. Um but she was talking about, okay, so sexual uh, nonconformance or incongruence. And that is when your mind is turned on, but your body is not. Yeah. And she was saying how I, you feel broken. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, my God, no, I think I am aroused. Like, I feel good. Like, let's move on. Let's do this. And your body is like, yeah, but we're dry. And mm-hmm. so that will also play a role in that's the context. Man. What do you think There's it is? There's just so many thoughts. I don't know if I can say them. I don't want to embarrass you, but it's uh, this, this is really uncovering a lot of thought process. Um, or it's helping me to understand you in a lot of different Man, ways. Man, listen, I was reading this book like I should have read this 20 years ago. Yeah. Because- I'm going to tell you one. I think okay. I'll be okay with this. If not, we'll erase it. When we first got married. Mark the time. Just mark the time. Case. That you might have to erase it, Josh. When we first started getting married, I didn't know about much about helping you reach the promised land. Okay. Okay. After a while, I learned the ways to help you. When you first started reaching the promised land, you were like, oh, my gosh, I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. I feel weird about that. And I'd be like, oh, what? I don't remember that, but they keep going. Okay. Well, you, you was. You'd be like, ah, oh, no, it's too much. I cannot take. It's too much. And you would, and I think, I think, I posit, I hypothesize because those thoughts of this is wrong, this is dirty, the sheer enjoyment factor, like you're never taught this is something you should enjoy. And I think for us, I think about this a lot, actually. We grew up in the church so much that the church taught us things that our parents should have taught us. The church, okay. Right? And because our parents didn't teach us, mm-hmm. the church was teaching us do not have sex because it's going to lead to uh unplanned pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's a sin. You're going to go to hell. There was, and I'm not saying all church. I'm talking about the church I was great raised up in. It wasn't even like, wasn't like find your wife and sex I is I remember pure. even to the point where um our first lady at the time, <laughs> she did a prayer over us. I don't know if you were what there. What Where. I remember this. Yeah. She was praying. So. There were a few teenagers in our church that were coming up pregnant. And so she prayed this prayer that if you are having sex, I pray that God exposes you and you do get pregnant. I remember that. That type of fear, 
that is now associated with this act. It's a wild prayer. Does literally, <laughs> it doesn't go away. Yeah. And so even again, you say I do and your brain is like, but I'm going to get pregnant. But girl, you married now. It's okay. But no, I can't get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny because when you got pregnant with Zizek, your first reaction was like, oh no. Yeah. What have a, I done? It was different, but absolutely. I'm sure yeah. that there was some, some of that still lingering. That's, you know what I mean? That's purity residue. Absolutely. And it's not healthy. And we have to, what I actually believe is not that the, um, the church is teaching you things that your parents should have. I think that the church isn't teaching you about sex. I think what they're teaching you is not to have sex. Yeah. And I, that is what's carrying over versus teaching you how to. And so then you're we looking for this sex positive, was a wholesome thing you should be doing right. and enjoying and when your you marriage. You don't have that positive view. You're going to look to the world for it. And where do you find it in movies? Where do you find it in porn? That's where do the you lie. find it? The church was telling me that sex is bad. You shouldn't do it. You're going to hell. All the other representations of sex, everybody seems to be having a great everybody's time. Everybody's having a fantastic it's, it's, time. It's so bad. They don't seem to be there worried about it. Music, music starts happening Sweat, and fireworks rain. and people come up and they're excited and their hair is soaked <gasps> and they feel fantastic. Where and is you, all this pain? And you are telling me how bad it is. Something don't match. That's why when I was, bef- this, well, I was like, oh, I'll see for myself. And that's what I'm that's saying. That's what I did. Versus having. You know what? That's because I was a man. Nobody was like, I don't know. Nobody was making me feel bad for that. I think because again, we as women are just like We're societally. Right. And so we, and so we have to hold on. And that goes back to the idea that men are breaks. I mean, women are often the breaks, even in sex, like beyond this example that we're using, women are often the breaks and the guy, the men is often, um, gas, the gas or the engine. They keep it going. They're pushing the envelope and women have to say, stop, don't do that. Don't do this. And another thing uh, I just thought of is that, um, when you don't have this healthy, healthy relationship or you don't feel safe, another thing that kind of affects the behavior is I'll be more reserved if I don't have the confidence to say stop. True. If I don't trust you to honor my boundaries yes. and I don't have the, the voice, the, the confidence to say, no, I don't like that. Stop. Then it's also, I'm also just going to put up breaks all yeah. the way around. Yep. Is anything you got to say? Not at the moment. Okay, great. So while we're speaking of pregnancy, um, we want to talk to you about simple health. So when Kevin and I actually were first, uh, married child, we didn't have no sort of type of health insurance. No. At all. Mm-mm. And we were in college and child wasn't trying to have not no, no babies. We went from our parents coverage to nobody. We we're in no man's land. Literally. Luckily you no. got that job at the bank before you got pregnant. No, for real, for real. So I had no health insurance. We had that little baby. Okay. A doctor will review if you're a good candidate for birth control, recommend a product and write a prescription. Then your birth control ships to your door on a recurring schedule. No interruptions. It's free with most insurance plans and starts at $15 a a month without insurance. Wow. That's pretty good. So this is like, um, this is like urgent care for birth control. Where you don't have to have like a healthcare you don't provider, have to have, you can still get some of the access to things that you need. And I think that's so important. Access to birth control is something that is important because the number one leading factor in poverty is um, 
Teen pregnancy, pregnancy. Unplanned pregnancy. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That's a big bill. It is a, a huge, child. A child is a huge expense. We had two good jobs. Yes. And our daycare child bill kid. was our most expensive yes. bill. More than our mortgage. Yes, it was. Actually, more than our rent when our first apartment. Two kids, more, more than, than our, our mortgage. Like, double our mortgage was paying them kids to go and eat applesauce. For real, for real. So, uh, <laughs> child, this was available when we was when we was young. I definitely would have taken this up because $15 a month. We might not have Zay Zay and, and JoJo. We might have Nene and No No. So we get it. Birth control it can be expensive. It's not always accessible. This makes it um, more accessible and convenient for you. They'll deliver it to you on a recurring basis. It's freaking fantastic. So what is the offer? How do you take advantage of this? Don't miss your chance to try this service for free. My listeners get the $20 prescription free fee waived by going to simplehealth.com slash love hour or entering love hour at checkout. That's go to simplehealth.com slash love hour or entering love hour at checkout. You get the $20 prescription fee wave nice that's freaking fantastic very fantastic child that's another month of no positive lines while we highly recommend simple health this service is not a replacement for routine evaluations by your primary care physician or gynecologist so basically y'all make sure y'all go to the doctor okay um (laughs) okay so what else did i want to talk about with this um do you so as a man are you more aware so I want to say as a man, but I'm also just asking you. As a Kevin, I don't want to speak for all the men because I ain't going 20 years without a lick. Okay. So, uh, okay. As a Kevin, are you aware of your brakes and your turn-ons? I'll tell you my turn-ons. And accelerators. Accelerators and turn-ons. I like to be desired. Okay. So, tell me more. I like to be laying in my bed, watching Seinfeld. I I love a good booty scooch. (laughs) <laughs> booty scooch me in let me know what time it is like oh booty oh 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 it's gonna be that type of night big fan of booty scooch okay that let me know what's up what's up so that's an accelerator that's hey big head in real life put a soft booty on you like oh soft booty soft booty i literally can't stand yeah, you soft soft booty. Okay, okay keep going what's your number two number two probably this is the best okay absolutely the best uh, I felt like I sound like Rogelio. No. Absolutely, I love it. Um, Did we talk about that? By the way, Did no, we, we talk didn't. about Jennifer. Okay. We could later. Um, my wife taking initiative. Okay, so okay, I'm down. I'm I'm chilling, watching Seinfeld. Why do you have to give visual play by plays? I want to crib. There's audio listeners. They want to know what's happening. I'm chilling. Okay, I don't think I don't know if nothing's gonna happen. I'm hoping for the best, but you never know. You said you were tired. Okay, no booty scooch. We chill it. You go down and reach and see hello to to little Kev. Little Kev, what you doing? I'm not doing nothing. I'm little right now. I'm just a baby. <laughs> hey, man, you want to be big? I mean, if you're serious, I might be a little bigger. Yeah. Hey, well, let me tap you see if you're ready to be a big boy. I could be big boy if you if you keep doing what you're doing. Oh, my God. Now little Kev is big Kev. He's super sane now. He's... <laughs> you turn little Kevin to big Kev. I know what time it is. Okay, so another the, accelerator. Okay, I'm sleep. This is the best. On top of that one, I'm sleeping. I wake up, naked body. Oh man, am I dreaming? I'm awake. <laughs> I'm alive. 
Boobs? Okay. Boobs? Okay. Oh, you asked me? Okay, we're done. <laughs> but these are physical. Do you have other examples? Oh, yeah. Okay, go to those. Fresh out the shower. Let me tell you what's sexy. This is visual. <laughs> physical ain't visual. Physical is touching. Visual is visual. Fresh out the shower. Smelling good. Collarbone is sexy. Hey, what's oh up with that collarbone? Okay, but can you stop? Can you name? Thongs. A non-visual, non-physical accelerator. Yes. Dirty text messages. That was a good one. But are there any? Okay, but this is so you, you interesting. You think about to stuff that's not related to sex? Yes. No, girl. Because I think, get me to the meat and potatoes. Okay. You want salad, appetizer? Ain't a month. Where is the steak? Well, I ordered a steak. The reason why Put I it think on my plate. I want to eat that. Stop talking. Sometimes I don't want bread. I, I don't want water. I want booty scooch. I think what's interesting about this conversation is that my thought process with this was so far. So many steps before the bedroom mm-hmm. that it's just amazing how different men and women are. Like me more specifically, how different me and you yes. are. But I think a lot of and actually, no, no, no. You can say men and women because I do believe that um, higher desire, lower desire. You're gonna fit yes. Out. No, I'm not. Oh, higher desire. Got it. Because Got it. women can be higher desire. Men can be, you know yes. what I mean? So men and women are just different. Your view as a woman may not be my right. view, right, but right. I do think that they're, that we're just different in that way. Yeah. And, um, so the, the idea of accelerators and the idea of context, meaning, you know, physical, psychological, um, emotional constructs, social constructs, all of those things playing a role in sex are things that I thought of like, oh, what are things that actually turn me on? Is it, you know, vacuuming? I don't know if that's really it. Like, is it helping me cook the dish? I wouldn't care if the house is dirty. I know, but I think what's interesting is for a woman, that plays into our mind. It doesn't affect me at all. You're like, come on, Kevin, the house is dirty. So is there anything, so for you, it's all just, the stimulation is all visual and physical. Yeah. Because you cooking ain't sexy. Like, I'm hungry. I could eat, but like, I ain't like, ooh, cornbread. So on the podcast, the girl was talking that one of the things that, and maybe it's not turned on like, like, um, sexual arousal as much as it's a turn on like appreciation. Like, Kev, you're doing good at something like words of affirmation. Uh, yes i would never i would never say man she made me feel good about myself words of affirmation now sex so me. one of the ladies was talking about um or the podcast that i was listening to do by the way it's anatomy of marriage because i know people are going to ask me if that's the podcast i was listening to um was uh washing her car if her hut she's like i like my car to be immaculate like super super clean i'm just that person that's like like my car to be super clean and so if my husband's in my car and he leaves stuff that's a break Really? Yes. And I and get that. And is washing your car a turn on? Well, and that, I, I don't know that it's... See, it ain't right. That means you can only lose. You can't win. And that's what I was talking about. You have to be aware of what your accelerators are because otherwise I can't tell you what to do. Yeah. Because I just got your car cleaned. And I don't know that it works that way. You can have brakes and the opposite not be an accelerator. That's so unfair. No, man. I don't think so. I, I, I how do. is it not? How is that unfair? If I have a list and say these are the things that turn me off, but these so are like the things farting, that turn me farting on. Farting and burp turns you off, but not farting and not burping doesn't turn you on. 
it's not a direct turn on. That's what I'm saying. I mean, right. I can only do the breaks. Body image is another one for you. I can't affect you. Well, so this is the other thing that I think is important. I'm happy you said that. And I'm happy I, this thought came to my mind. I'm happy that I'm with you. I don't want you to take ownership of my sexuality. And, I'm listening. And so what you just said was that, um, wait, say your comment again. Burping and farting turns you off, but not burping and not farting don't turn you on. And then you said something after that. And then that. I said body image I have no control Thank over. Thank you, body image. Thank you. That's what I, the one I wanted you to say. Okay. So my body image is not something you can control and therefore you shouldn't take ownership of. I wasn't taking ownership. Yeah, but what you were getting at was body image is something that you have and that I can't help you get over that. Right. That's trying to take owner. That's trying to help me get out of this. And what I'm saying is I don't want your help I and I don't no, need your help. I don't help. think so. I think that's me saying I don't have any effect on that. I have no say so on your your view of your body. Right. And so was your end goal not to say then you can have these body images and the body image issues and then they then infect the sex that you and I have? the fifth because i'm right you put it that way I'll because i know what your I ultimate want my lawyer i know what your ultimate goal you don't was know my ultimate your goal. ultimate goal is Booty scooch. your ultimate goal is not to say i'm concerned about this and i want you to have a better body image your real concern there is if you don't feel good about yourself then that affects the the potential for me to you mean you to have sex you make me sound like a dog no but what i am <sighs> saying is that you are but what I also am saying is that when you repeat my words back to me it makes me sound bad I just repeat them back for clarity and not for my I own clarity because I understand you don't you're right um, the point I is I wasn't even aware of my own ulterior motives I saw that a mile away uh, which is why I said I don't want you and this is important for uh, I wanted to say do you have then. a complex about it now no I don't I'm actually being very clear that it's not a complex, but what I am saying is that in order for um, any of this, even going back to the example last week and just for you and I and for women that may identify with me or men that may identify any person that may identify with me. You have to take ownership of your own sexuality. Mm -hmm. And that's identifying your breaks. That's identifying your accelerators and not leaving that responsibility to your spouse to figure out. And that's why I say if I have body image issues, then those are things that I have to figure out and not allow you to try. Well, try this. Well, maybe try these affirmations. Well, maybe try, try this. Well, you, maybe bro, you try good to me. You exactly. good to me. Because that ain't going to change it's nothing. It's not going to change anything. That's and it is crazy. my sexuality. It is my body, and these are things that I have to work out because then it's not about you, it's about me. So, what I was saying is, it's my responsibility, my body, my sexuality. And I think the way that I've grown up, and a lot of people that um, identify with my story, is we give, we relinquish that ownership to our spouse. And so, we're expecting you, well, you tell me where I should feel good. Will you tell me? And and the point is, I have to take ownership of that. That's interesting, though, because let me say something about say that. Shamira ta- talked about that, and that was probably in February. She even actually gave uh, some practical. Um, You're uh, talking about the V date. V date mm-hmm. methods, which I need to like do. That. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's May now, and I was just wondering if. 
I need to figure out when's the appropriate time. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm out of town a lot, so maybe that'll be the time. And then now I'm back in town and it yeah, hasn't <laughs> happened. Do we need to send the children away? The children will be away. Those uh, do help. June. That's why vacation sex is such a thing. The term oh. vacation sex is a thing. Why? Because it uproots women. It uproots people and allows them to disconnect from um, the everyday life, their everyday life and like slightly remove themselves from the constructs of being a mom, being a wife, being an employee, going to like all of those like status quo duties. Usually either eating out. So you you don't have to clean up the room. You don't have to clean. All those things are really. Wow, that's what it was. Yes. You don't have to cook. You don't have to clean. You don't have to do homework. You don't have a kid that's yelling at you with diapers and wipes and pacifier like you are taken out of that environment and it allows you to just reconnect with yourself and that's why literally vacation sex is a thing again it takes you out of that context puts you in a new context i like it you like it okay i think that's all we have to say it's all we have to say for today Uh, so thank you so much for joining us on today's episode um, if you don't know, we have a conference that is like 15 months away in July 2020 in Atlanta, Georgia. Excuse me. We are inside of 100 tickets for VIP. We're at probably 89, I want to say. Mm-hmm. 89 left? Mm-hmm. Dang. 89. About 89 tickets left with for over VIP. over a year to go? With over a year to go. We have payment plans. It's going to be phenomenal if you watched or saw any of the footage from kev's um birthday party then you know that the event planner for that is also doing the coordinating for the vow renewal ceremony and i told y'all she was bomb and she checked the statistics and child she's gonna be she's she's gonna be bomber she has a whole um what are they called on instagram where you have that that bubble Highlight. Highlight. Thank you. She has a highlight. Thank you. Um, she has a highlight on her Instagram, Kevin's birthday, and you can see like her decorations and the, just the level of detail she put into it in like seven days. Like honestly, she's super bomb. Um, so you can go to thelovehour.com to register. Registration's available now. We have payment plans. We have all the things. And if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I like really like Melissa and Kevin and the love hour, but I feel like the conference is just for married people. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, single ladies and Stay guys. T- tuned because i'm fin to be doing some things and announcing some other things so just stay tuned i haven't forgotten about you uh, i did initially and then y'all kind of came for me so i didn't forget about y'all uh so we're going to be do- putting some things together for you guys as well and i think that's it thank you yeah. to our sponsors audible third love and simple health make sure you support them supporting them and african pride supporting them is supporting us don't forget the giveaway that's happening for uh, for african pride in miss kev on stages youtube just comment 72 78 78 is it 72 or 78 78 bra sizes with third love 78 is the number okay thank you very much we see you next time Bye. bye Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.